0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. If you are listening to the premium podcast right now, eh, it's just another episode. But if you're listening to the free podcast right now, welcome to a new season. Uh, I gotta tell you that that month off does me a world of good, and today I just got some great news. Um, Some of you might remember Pamela Harlow, um, probably outside of Claudia. Did more co-writing with me and more solo books of her own than anybody else in Candy Apple Press. And she let me know that come September, she's going to want to start writing again. And she also told me that she wouldn't mind doing some audios as well. Now, she's got an amazing voice. Um, She actually is a really good singer and uh, has high quality equipment. And i think she's gonna have a real real short learning curve from doing this to being really good at it so i'm excited um pamela was just a thrill to work with as a writer and um i'm really excited to see what she does with the audios because she's british the stories that she's written um have always sounded a little bit odd when i've had an american try reading them um You come to the British slang, and and not even, like, lorries and things like that, but, you know, some of the, the terms, and it's just, like, it sounds weird and pretentious if you say it in your normal American accent, and it sounds even dumber if you try and cop a British accent. So I think having her doing her own stories would be amazing. So Pamela Harlow, probably about September, she'll be coming back, which means you'll probably be seeing new stuff from her. I don't know, October? So, just something to look forward to. Anyway, now that we're back, we have some really good content coming our way. Raina is working hard on getting some audios done. And, um, Shayla is... Where's my audio? Give me some audio to do. So, I know she's ready. And we have a few delightful ones from Mistress DJ, including this week. A series, and I always love it when she writes and narrates, because... She doesn't always like narrating the long stories, but it makes a big difference. I mean, when you when you're actually reading it, it's just so mu- and it's your own writing. It's just so much easier to put the right amount of emotion and the right emotion into the scenes. So I helped with this, but I wouldn't even call what I did editing. She's the primary writer on, on this particular book, and it's the series starts out a little lo- slow in terms of the feminization. But in terms of female domination and female-led relationships which is something we really don't touch on too much but i think goes hand in hand with what we do this book is really great at that so without further ado here's the first part of a three-part series entitled breaking in her assistant by mistress dj
1: breaking in her assistant written by kylie gable and mistress dj published by candy apple press Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Jenna had always been a confident, strong-willed woman. As the CEO and founder of Athena Productions, she was used to being in charge, making decisions, and giving orders. Her firm was amongst the top five marketing companies on the West Coast. Jenna was also used to being surrounded by men who were intimidated by her, who cowered in her presence, and did everything she asked of them. Corn was one of those men. He was in his early thirties, handsome and ambitious, but he was also insecure and eager to please. From the moment he met Jenna, he was smitten with her, and he did everything he could to impress her. Jenna noticed Corin's eagerness and decided to test his loyalty. She began giving him more and more responsibilities, challenging him to push his limits and prove his worth. He was thrilled to be given the chance to impress his boss, and he worked tirelessly, staying late at the office and sacrificing his personal life to make sure that Jenna's high standards were met. By today's standards, he'd likely be called a simp, jumping when she said jump and being literally at her beck and call. But no matter how hard Coren tried, he always felt he was falling short. Jenna was always one step ahead of him, always pushing him to do more, to be more. He began to wonder if she was continually raising the bar or if he was inadequate. He also began to feel like he was losing himself, like he was becoming a shell of the man he used to be. One day, Jenna called Corin into her office. He entered nervously, wondering what she wanted from him this time. Jenna was sitting behind her desk, her eyes fixed on him. Corrin, I've been thinking about you, she said, her voice low and measured. His heart skipped a beat. He had dreamed of this moment, of being alone with Jenna, of having her attention focused solely on him. But he could sense there was something different about her today, something darker, more intense. "'What do you mean, Jenna?' he asked, trying to sound confident. "'I mean, Corin, that I see something in you, something that you may not even be aware of yourself. "'I see a need to submit, a desire to be controlled. Am I right?' Corrin felt his cheeks flush. He had never admitted this to anyone, not even himself, but Jenna was right. He did have a secret desire to be dominated, to give up control, to let someone else take charge. "'I—I—I don't know what you're talking about,' he stammered. Jenna smiled, a predatory gleam in her eyes. "'Don't lie to me, Corrin. I can see it written all over your face. I think we can come to an arrangement that's mutually beneficial.' He suddenly felt a shiver run down his spine. He wasn't sure what Jenna meant, but he knew that he was both terrified and aroused by her words. Jenna stood up from her desk and walked around it, coming to stand directly in front of Corin. She placed a hand on his chest and pushed him gently, forcing him to sit down in a chair she had just vacated. Close your eyes, Corin," she whispered. He obeyed, feeling a sense of surrender wash over him. He trusted Jenna, even if he didn't understand what she was doing to him. He felt Jenna's fingers on his chin, tilting his head back. He opened his mouth instinctively, and Jenna's lips met his, gently brushing the flesh of his lips. Corin moaned, his body responding to Jenna's touch, even as his mind struggled to make sense of it all. Jenna pulled away, her eyes fixed on Corin's. From now on... You and I will be working much more closely. Corrin felt a jolt of fear run through him. What did Jenna mean? Jenna sensed his apprehension and leaned in to whisper in his ear. Don't worry, my dear Corin. I'm going to take care of you, but you need to trust me completely. Do you trust me? He nodded, feeling a mixture of excitement and fear built inside of him. He'd always been attracted to strong women, but he'd never imagined himself being submissive to one. Now, as he sat there in Jenna's office, he realized that he was willing to do anything she asked of him. Jenna took a step back and looked at him, her eyes full of promise. Good. From now on, you'll be promoted to my personal assistant and answer to me. You'll follow directives and you'll do it willingly because you know I'm making you a better employee and person. Corin felt a tingle run down his spine. He'd never felt so alive. So filled with purpose, Jenna's words were like a drug, and he was addicted to them. Jenna walked over to her desk and opened a drawer, taking out a paper and pen. I'm going to make some rules for you, Corin. These rules will help you fulfill those submissive desires, as well as be the best worker you can be. Are you ready to hear them? He nodded eagerly, feeling a sense of anticipation building inside him. Rule number one, Jenna began, writing as she spoke. When not at work, you'll be checking in with me, or I with you, for your at-home instructions. Is that clear? Corin nodded again. Eh, 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 eh. instructions? Eh, eh, yes, he stammered. Rule number two. You'll do your best to do everything I tell you to do, no matter how uncomfortable or even embarrassing it may be. If you need an out, or you truly can't accomplish the task, Red will be your safe word. Is that clear?" Corn hesitated for a moment, wondering what Jenna had in mind, but then he nodded, knowing he had given himself completely to her. Red, yes, ma'am. A safe word like they did in Fifty Shades of Grey? Jenna rolled her eyes. <sighs> Something like that, she sighed exhaustedly. Rule number three. You'll begin wearing panties at all times. Get rid of the boy underwear. Tidy-whities, boxers, all of it, gone. Is that clear? He felt a surge of panic. Wearing women's clothing, even clothing people wouldn't see, had never occurred to him. He thought about some of the feminization porn he'd seen and some of the extreme cross-dressing photos. But at the same token, he knew he couldn't refuse Jenna. Yes, Jenna. Good boy, Jenna purred, patting him on the nice head. "'Now, I want you to go home and clear out your wardrobe. "'Get rid of all your men's underwear. "'And from now on, you're only going to wear panties, "'and you'll do it with pride. Is that clear?' "'Corin felt a lump in his throat. "'He knew that Jenna was serious and that he had no choice but to obey. "'Yes, ma'am.' "'Jenna smiled, sensing his trepidation. "'Don't worry, Corin. I'm going to be with you every step of the way.' And before long, you won't even remember what it's like to wear men's undergarments. He felt a mixture of excitement and dread building inside of him. He knew that Jenna was taking him down a path he could not turn back from, and he wondered where it would lead. As he left Jenna's office, he felt a sense of vulnerability that he'd never felt before. He was no longer in control of his own destiny, but he knew he was in good hands. Jenna had taken him under a wing, and he knew he would do anything she asked of him. Corrin suddenly felt a wave of nervousness wash over him as he walked through the mall, trying to decide where to purchase panties. He'd never shopped for women's clothing before. He wondered if people could tell he was shopping for himself. He took a deep breath and reminded himself that he was doing this for Jenna. He walked into Victoria's Secret and was immediately greeted by a saleswoman. "'Can I help you find something?' she asked, looking him up and down. He felt a blush rise to his cheeks." He knew he wouldn't be able to pull off the whole shopping for the girlfriend thing. But he lied and tried to act confident. Yes, I'm looking for panties, the saleswoman smiled and said. This is the pink side. You need to go over to the other half of the store. Do you know what size you need? Korn felt embarrassed. He never stopped to think about panty size before. Not thinking, he looked down and spat out, I wear a 3230 in pants. The saleswoman smiled a knowing grin and walked over to the counter to grab a tape measure. As he stood there in his jeans and t-shirt, the sales lady wrapped a measuring tape around his waist and hips. As Corrin stood there in his jeans and t-shirt, the lady wrapped it around tightly and said, You'll take a size six. She asked him a few questions about his preferences for color and possibly style, then disappeared to bring back a few different styles and shades of panties for him to try on. Corn blushed as he took the first pair of panties from the saleswoman. They were a pair of lacy thong panties in a bright pink color. He'd never worn anything like this before, but he was willing to give it a try. The saleswoman told him it was important to try on a few different styles to see what he liked best. After trying on a few different pairs of panties, Corn settled on a few different styles and colors. He liked the feel of the thong, but also wanted something with a bit more coverage. He settled on a pair of high-waisted briefs in a nude color, the bright pink ones, some floral pairs that she called high-cut, and a pair of cheeky panties in a deep blue. As he was getting dressed, the saleswoman struck up a conversation with him. You know, it's really great you're comfortable enough with yourself to come in here and buy panties for yourself, she said. I wish more men were like that. Our underwear are so much more delightful than it senses. Corn felt relief wash over him. He'd been worried about being judged or ridiculed for buying panties, but the saleswoman had been nothing but kind and understanding. She wrapped up Corinth's purchases and handed him a bag. Thanks for shopping with us today, she said with a smile. I hope you enjoy your new panties. Corin left for home, but he couldn't resist stopping at McDonald's. They had a new chicken sandwich, but more importantly, strawberry shortcake, which he couldn't resist. He was just walking into his house when the phone rang. He nervously picked up the phone as it rang. He knew it was Jenna, his boss, and he was concerned about what she was going to come up with. She was a very strong-willed woman, and Corin, being naturally submissive, was willing to follow her orders, even at home. Hello, he said tentatively. "Corinne, I hope you're doing well this evening, Jenna replied. I have something I need to discuss with you. Corin's heart palpitated. He began to get nervous about what was coming i've noticed that you've been making great effort at work but i'd like to make sure that your personal life follows suit Jenny continued and as your boss it's my responsibility to make sure you're taking care of yourself so i've come up with a few rules for you to follow at home these rules are non-negotiable and i expect you to follow them to the letter he swallowed hard he knew he had no choice but to listen to jenna and to follow these instructions rule number one you need to keep your house tidy. I don't want to hear about piles of laundry or dirty dishes. While well, I don't expect it to look like a museum or like you'd hired a maid, it needs to be functional and tidy. Your home needs to be a reflection of your professionalism at work. Maintain that same level of effort at home. Corin nodded and Corin nodded and muttered under his breath to himself, Taking note of the first rule, he knew that he could be a bit messy at times, but he was willing to make changes. Somehow it was like she'd seen his house. Rule number two, Jenna continued, you need to do your laundry regularly. I don't want to hear about you running out of clean clothes or you scrambling for clothes before work. You need to have a professional appearance at all times. No more coming in wrinkled or halfway put together. He felt a little embarrassed at the thought of his boss knowing about his laundry habits, but he knew he needed to take her instructions seriously. On more than one occasion, he had to wear the same shirt as the day previous, and let's not even go there about rewearing underwear. Rule number three, Jenna said, you need to follow a healthy diet. No more fast food or junk food. You need to be fueling your body with nutritious meals. He winced, looking at the bag of food waiting for him, and he felt a pang of guilt. It was just so easy to pick up something on the way home. He knew fast food wasn't good for him, but gosh, that strawberry shortcake was calling his name. Ugh, he accidentally let slip out. Do we have a problem with that rule? Jenna hopped into the phone. No, no, ma'am. I picked up one of my favorite treats for dinner is all. McDonald's has strawberry shortcake. But I'll stick with the rule. He sounded like he was about to burst into tears. You may enjoy whatever you picked up. But this is the last time for a good long while, Jenna admonished. Rule number four, Jenna continued, you need to get fit. I expect you to be exercising at least four times a week. A healthy body leads to a healthy mind. And I need you to be at your best at all times. Corin felt a bit overwhelmed. He'd never been much of a fitness enthusiast, but he knew he needed to take Jenna's ideas to heart. Maybe I could join Planet Fitness, he asked. They have a deal right now. No sign-up fee and a free fitness watch, Jenna responded enthusiastically. That's a good idea. Great, Corrin said half-heartedly, peeking into his McDonald's bag. Rule number five, Jenna said, you need to be punctual. I don't want to hear about you being late for work or missing deadlines. You need to be reliable and dependable. Corrin took a moment to think. He knew he'd been a bit lax with his time management but it was easy enough to fix. Rule number six, Jenna said. You need to be respectful to your female colleagues. I don't want to hear about you speaking over the women in the office or mansplaining something. You need to be a team player and use your ears more than you use your mouth. He remained silent, knowing he could be a bit of a loud mouth. She had a point. That's enough for now. I'll assume you managed to get some panties for work? Yes, ma'am, he said softly into the phone. Lay them out on your bed and take a photo, and send it to me via text, she instructed. I'll see you tomorrow. Good night, Corin. Good night, Jenna. Corin took a deep breath, feeling a bit overwhelmed by all of Jenna's rules. He also looked over at the pile of dirty laundry on his sofa, feeling very guilty. But that strawberry shortcake was waiting, so he ate his food, then started a load of laundry and a load of dishes. He showered and turned in for the night. He draped his outfit, including the blue panties, over the chair to make sure the next morning was a little easier. Corin arrived at work early, feeling a bit anxious about his conversation with Jenna the previous evening. He knew that she expected him to follow all her rules and take on new responsibilities, but he wasn't sure how he would handle it all. As soon as he entered the office, Jenna greeted him with a sly smile. Good morning, Corin, she said. I hope you had a good night's sleep. Speaking of last night, Jenna said, her eyes flickering down to Corin's crotch, what color panties do you have on today? He felt his face flush with embarrassment, but he had followed Jenna's instructions and gone shopping for panties at Victoria's Secret, but he hadn't expected her to ask about them so openly. Um, they're blue, he muttered. Jenna chuckled. Well, at least you're following one of my rules. Now, I need you to do a few things for me today. First, can you go get me a coffee? Light and sweet, please. Corin nodded, grateful for the distraction. He quickly headed out of the office to the nearest coffee shop. When he returned, Jenna was on the phone, her feet propped up on the desk. Corin, she said, beckoning him over. I need you to set up a meeting with our new client. The company is equipped, you save. Can you do that for me? He nodded, feeling a bit overwhelmed by all of Jenna's demands. He quickly got to work, sending out an email and making phone calls to reach the point of contact to schedule the appointment. Corin felt to not form in his topic as he entered Jenna's office to give her an update on the meeting. He knew this was going to be a long and difficult day. For the next few hours, Corin was at Jenna's beck and call, fetching her lunch, answering her phone calls, and organizing her schedule. At one point, Jenna leaned in close to him and whispered in his ear, You know, Corin." You look so cute in those little panties' of yours. I bet they feel so snug against your skin. He felt his face turn red with embarrassment. He didn't know how to respond to Jenna's teasing. As the day wore on, he began to feel exhausted and overwhelmed. He knew that he was supposed to be Jenna's subordinate, but he couldn't help feeling humiliated by her constant demands and occasional ribbing. Finally, at the end of the day, Jenna called Corin into her office for one last task. Corin. "'I need you to stay late tonight and finish up some paperwork for me,' she said. "'And before you go, I want you to show me your panties.' He felt a wave of a panic wash over him. He knew that he had to follow Jenna's instructions, but he didn't want to reveal his panties to her. "'Please, Jenna,' he said, his voice shaking. "'I don't want to do this.' Jenna glared at him. "'You don't have a choice, Corinne, she said. "'Now take your pants down a bit and show me your panties.' With a sense of resignation, he slowly lowered his pants, revealing his blue panties to Jenna's amused gaze. "'Very nice, Corin,' she said, her eyes lingering on the exposed underwear. "'Now, get to work on that paperwork. "'Also, I forgot to mention, "'there is a sweet bump in pay for being my executive assistant. "'Effective today, your salary gets a 20% increase.' "'He nodded, feeling a mix of emotions. "'He was excited about the new position in pay,' but he was feeling a bit humiliated. He quickly pulled his pants back up and got to work on the paperwork. As he typed away at his computer, he couldn't help but feel like he'd lost control of his life. Jenna had taken over every aspect of his day, from his diet and exercise routine to his wardrobe and personal grooming habits. He was feeling like he needed to find a way to regain some of his independence and reclaim his manhood, but he didn't know how to do it. Just then, his phone buzzed with a message from his friend David. Hey man, what's up? The text message read. Corin hesitated for a moment before responding. He knew he'd been neglecting his friendships lately, but he didn't want to admit to David just how much his life had changed. Nothing much, he typed back. Just busy with work. David replied with a series of emojis, including thumbs up and smiley faces. Sounds like you need to take a break and come hang with us tonight, he wrote. "'We're going to the bar, and you should come with us.' "'Corn felt a sudden surge of excitement "'at the thought of escaping from under Jenna's thumb for a few hours. "'He knew that he couldn't let himself get too carried away, "'but he also knew that he needed to break from his work "'and his duties as Jenna's toy. "'Okay, I'll be there,' he replied, "'feeling a sense of freedom and relief. "'As he finished up his work and headed out of the office, "'he knew he'd have to find a way to balance his responsibilities to Jenna "'with his own needs and desires.' It wouldn't be easy, but he was determined to find a way to regain control of his life and assert his independence. Corn met up with David and a few other friends at the bar. They chatted and caught up over beers, and Corn felt a sense of relief wash over him. As the night wore on, Corn found himself drinking much more than he had planned. He knew he needed to be careful, but he was enjoying himself too much to stop. The music was good, the bar food was wonderful, wings, and cheese sticks, and it had been a long while since he got to hang out with David. Eventually, the bar began to empty out, and Corn stumbled out onto the sidewalk, feeling tipsy and unsteady on his feet. David and the others were already gone, and Corn realized that he was on his own. As he began to walk home, he realized he was now so drunk he could barely see straight. As he stumbled down the street, he heard a voice calling out his name. "Corn, is that you? He turned around and saw Jenna standing behind him, looking stern and disapproving. Jenna, what are you doing here? he asked. I was out with some friends, and I saw you stumbling down the street, she replied. You're drunk, Corinne. He felt a sense of panic rise inside of him. He knew he'd screwed up, and that Jenna would be angry with him. I'm sorry, Jenna, he said, feeling his voice slurring. I didn't mean to drink so much. I needed to blow off some steam. Jenna looked at him for a long moment and sighed. Come on, let's get you home, she said, taking his arm and leading him down the street. As they walked back to his apartment, Jenna didn't say much. She kept a firm grip on his arm, guiding him along down the darkened streets. Once they got to his house, she grabbed his keys and opened the door. She led him into the couch and sat him down. Corin. "'You need to be more responsible. "'I can't have my employees getting drunk "'and embarrassing themselves in public. "'You need to show more self-control and discipline. "'Plus, who knows what sort of calories you consume tonight?' "'Many, many calories,' he slurred. "'Jenna stood in the middle of the living room, "'shaking her head in disbelief. "'It's then that she noticed the place was a mess. "'Dirty dishes piled up in a sink, "'clothes scattered on the floor, dust everywhere.' Corinne, your house is a disaster, she said, looking around in disgust. This is unacceptable. I expect you to keep a clean and orderly living space. It's a reflection of your discipline and attention to detail. Right now, it looks like you've got neither. I'm sorry, Jenna. He said his voice was very low. I'll clean it up right away. Jenna nodded and walked over and put a hand on his shoulder. But first, you need to be cleaned up. Coran looked at her confused. What do you mean? He asked. I mean, we're going to give you a shower. And then I'm going to turn you into a maid, she said, a wicked smile crossing her face. You're going to clean this place spotlessly while wearing only a pair of panties. And if you don't do a good job, there will be consequences. He felt a sense of shock and humiliation wash over him at her words. He couldn't believe that she was going to make him do this. But he knew he had no choice. He started to sober up immediately. Okay, Jenna, he said, feeling his voice shaking. I'll do it. Jenna nodded and led him into the bathroom. Take off your clothes, she said, her voice cold. Corn hesitated for a moment, feeling his cheeks flush with embarrassment. He wanted to delay the shower. He wanted to avoid the whole situation. But he was still too intoxicated to think straight. Now, Corin, she said, her voice firm. He quickly stripped off his clothes, feeling exposed and vulnerable. Good, she said, nodding in approval. Now get into the shower. He stepped into the shower, feeling the hot water wash over him. Jenna stood on the outside of the shower, watching him closely. Make sure you clean yourself thoroughly, she said, her voice cold. Corn washed himself quickly, feeling embarrassed that Jenna was washing him. When he finished, she handed him the pair of hot pink panties. Put these on she said. "Corn reluctantly took the pink panties and put them on. He was mortified as Jenna watched him, basically supervising him. She fashioned him an apron out of a towel and a string, instructed him to wear it as he cleaned the house. Jenna sat on the couch watching Corn scramble around, cleaning up the mess he'd made. She made sure to inspect every nook and cranny, pointing out spots he missed or dust that remained. Corn was sweating profusely feeling the humiliation of being dressed only in his panties and apron while cleaning the apartment under her watchful eye. As he was cleaning the bathroom, Jenna called out to him, "Corin, bring me a cup of coffee. Corin immediately dropped what he was doing and rushed to make her coffee. He knew she was a demanding boss and wanted to do everything he could to make amends. He brought the coffee to Jenna, who took a sip and nodded in approval. Good job, Corin," she said, patting him on the head. Now, get back to work. After several hours of cleaning, Jenna finally called out to Corin. Corin, come here. He walked over to her, practically beside himself with nervousness and embarrassment. Yes, Jenna? He asked. Sit down, she said, pointing to the chair. Corin sat down, feeling nervous about what was to come next. Jenna took off her heels and placed her feet in Corin's lap. Massage my feet, she said, leaning back on the couch. He began to massage Jenna's feet, feeling a sense of submission wash over him. He knew this was part of his punishment for breaking Jenna's rules, but he also couldn't help but feel aroused by the act of worshiping her feet. Jenna leaned back, enjoying the sensation of Corin's hands on her feet. She closed her eyes, letting out a soft moan. You're pretty good at this, Corin," she said, her voice low, but you have a long way to go. He hadn't ever been particularly turned on by feet. He certainly didn't think he had a foot fetish. But something about the power exchange and that he was fueled by beer, her feet were becoming a big temptation. Suddenly, Corn wrapped his lips around her big toe and sucked it into his mouth. He could feel himself getting harder by the second, his arousal growing with each lick and suck of her foot. Jenna leaned back, her eyes closed as she moaned softly. Mm, that's it, Corn," she said, her voice low. "'Suck my toes like a little good foot slave.' He obeyed, eagerly moving from one toe to the next, licking and sucking each one with increasing fervor. He could taste her skin on his tongue, and the musky scent of her feet filled his nostrils. As he worked, he felt himself growing more and more aroused. His cock was straining against the fabric of his panties, desperate for release. Jenna looked down at him, a smirk on her lips. She noticed the bulge in his panties. It looks like someone's enjoying himself, she said, her voice teasing. He blushed, feeling embarrassed at his obvious arousal, but he couldn't help it. The act of worshipping Jenna's feed was too intoxicating for him to resist. Jenna leaned forward, reaching down to stroke his hair. It's okay, Corinne, she said. I like it when you get excited. It means you're into it. Suddenly, Jenna pulled her foot away, leaving corn panting and desperate for a lease. She stood up, looking down at him with a satisfied smile. This is supposed to be a punishment, not a punishment. Now, I'm leaving. Finish cleaning up your house, get some rest, and you better not be late for work tomorrow morning. As she turned to leave, she added, Don't worry, though. If you manage to get your shit together, there will be many, many more moments like this. There won't be punishments. Corin nodded, feeling a sense of longing wash over him as Jenna walked away. He knew that he had a lot to learn as a submissive, but he also knew he was willing to do whatever it took to please Jenna and make her happy. The next morning, Corn made it into work early. Without being asked, he prepared a cup of coffee for Jenna and brought it in. Setting it down on her desk, he sat in the chair in front of her. He was looking so sheepish, so Jenna spoke up. You did the crime, you did the time. Consider your slate wiped. Huh? He looked up like a deer in the headlights. Let's consider last night a learning experience and nothing more. Today is a new day. We'll stick with the plans that were set in motion yesterday and continue forward. Since you served as a maid, you paid for your crime, as it were. Changing the subject, she asked, What time is the appointment with the equip you save? Cloran cleared his throat and said, 10.30, <clears> ma'am. I have set up the conference room. Jenna entered the conference room a bit early, 10.15. She took a seat at the head of the conference table. Her laptop open in front of her as she waited for Nathan from a you saved to arrive. She had a proposal to meet the company, one that would benefit both of them greatly, and she was determined to make it happen. Korn stood nervously in the corner of the room, dressed in his typical attire. Jenna noticed his clothes were tidy today. He wondered if Jenna was going to be harsh with him during the meeting, so he braced for what was to come. As soon as Nathan walked in, Jenna stood up, her hand outstretched. Nathan, it's so good to see you. Her voice sounded warm and friendly. Nathan shook her hand, a smile on his face. Likewise, Jenna. Thanks for inviting me to this meeting. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Jenna gestured for him to take a seat, and the three of them settled in around the conference table. Korn stood in the corner, his eyes fixed on Jenna, waiting for the next command. Jenna wasted no time getting down to business. She opened her laptop and began presenting her proposal, outlining the many benefits of a partnership between their two companies. Nathan Nathan listened attentively, nodding along as Jenna spoke. Finally, she directed a comment to Corn, "'Can you get a pitcher of water? Two glasses, please?' Corn rushed to the back of the room, his cheeks burning with a feeling of self-consciousness. He began to wonder if somehow Nathan knew he had panties on. He fixed a pitcher of ice water and two glasses on a tray. Carefully setting it down, he retreated to the corner. As the meeting continued, lunchtime was approaching. "'If it's okay with you, Nathan, we'll make this a working lunch.' Corn can go get us something to eat and some coffee. She eyed Corn in the corner, wild-eyed. Corn quickly left the room after getting their order, feeling a mixture of embarrassment and arousal, if he was being honest. As he entered the break room, he took a deep breath and he tried to compose himself. He knew he had to act professionally in front of Nathan, even though Jenna was treating him like her own personal submissive. He got an egg salad for Jenna and hand sandwich for Nathan, as well as coffee from the coffee cart. Fortunately, they took their coffees the same. He then took a deep breath and made his way back to the conference room, trying to ignore the sensation of his own erection pressing against his panties. As he entered the room, Jenna looked at him and smiled. Thank you Corinne. Set that down on the table and then stand in the corner until you need it. He complied and obeyed, setting the coffee and sandwiches down on the table, then moving to stand in the corner of the room. His face flushed with embarrassment. He could feel Nathan's eyes on him, and he knew that man must be wondering what's going on. Jenna continued her presentation, laying out the details of the proposed deal with Equip You Save. Nathan listened intently, occasionally asking a question or making a comment. As the meeting went on, Jenna continued to humiliate Corin, giving him orders and making him do menial tasks. At one point, she had him fetch her a pen from a bag, which was on the floor by her feet. Corin crawled over to her, his face red with humiliation, and he retrieved the pen. As he was crawling back to his spot in the corner, he brushed against Jenna's foot with his hand. Jenna's foot twitched, and Corin froze in fear. He knew he made a mistake, and he was terrified of what Jenna's reaction would be. But to his surprise, Jenna smiled at him and whispered, It's okay, Corin. You can touch my feet if you want to. His heart raced as he reached out and tentatively stroked Jenna's foot. It was soft and smooth. He couldn't help but feel a surge of excitement as he ran his fingers along her arch. Jenna watched him with a small smile on her lips, enjoying the power she held over him. She knew that Corinne was completely under her control, and she loved every moment of it. The meeting finally came to a close at about 3 p.m. Jenna stood up and shook Nathan's hand. Thank you for your time, Nathan. I'll be in touch soon to follow up on our proposal. Nathan nodded and smiled. It was a pleasure meeting with you, Jenna, and your assistant Corn was very helpful. Jenna smirked at Corin, who was still standing in the corner, his face red with embarrassment. Yes, he's quite useful when he's not distracted. Nathan chuckled and nodded. Well, I'll leave you to it then. Have a good day, Jenna. Jenna watched as Nathan left the room, then turned to Corin. Clean up the coffee cups and take the paperwork to Sarah to type up. Then I want you to come into my office. We're going to talk about taking this a little deeper. Corin nodded and quickly cleaned up the cups, feeling a mixture of embarrassment and excitement. He gathered up all the paperwork and notes, taking them to Sarah, who began to immediately type them up for a proper proposal. He knew that he had been humiliated in front of Nathan but couldn't help the way that Jenna made him feel. As he made his way to her office, he couldn't help but feel a sense of anticipation. He knew that Jenna had something planned for him, and he couldn't wait to find out what it was.
0: And that was Breaking her Assistant by Mistress DJ. As you probably know, when we're doing a series, I always like to make the first one um, complete, just so you kind of are able to better understand the, you know, future parts of the series but i hope you enjoyed it it is really good to be back and um i definitely will have something great for next week i have no doubt about that i have several amazing women working on it so i will be back next week and i hope you will be too thanks for tuning in bye -bye.